Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Do you mean... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do believe in like, them as well. Look, yeah. I believe in all spirits. <laughs> Okay. The spirit stays with you for life. Put the gin down, Sersha, okay? This is not a religious thing anymore. It's affecting your work, okay? Sister Sersha is always with you. <laughs> always. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be, I think I'd be like like agnostic because, I, you know, I, I, we'll never know until you're dead. And then if yeah, there is nothing, course. well, then you'll, yeah, you'll, you'll never know. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, look, each to their own and all that, I wouldn't you know, say anything negative about anyone that is religious or that believes in... If they believe in a cup, I wouldn't care. No, whatever keeps you happy, you know, let it be. But that's what I strongly believe in. And I'm a, you know, I'm a sceptic at the best of times. I'm very wary of things. That's really weird. But I I definitely do believe in a spirit. What? And a bit bit pagan, nearly. Really? Well, there's no, like, there's no, like, singular God in paganism. Spirity world? Do you believe in ghosts? Uh, no. Or do you believe in spirits? Uh, see, I, I, I always think of ghosts as a bad thing. I know ghosts don't have to be a bad thing. Is ghosts and spirits the same thing then? Like, I don't believe in ghosts as in these people that come to haunt you or these evil spirits living in a house that hate you. I just believe that people so spir- that you... Spirits can only be good. Yeah, I do believe that, yeah. I mean, obviously, you, you know, you, you'll know some a holes that pass away. You know, sadly, what about like a serial and killer. What about the? I'm watching the Fall at the moment again. What about Jamie Dornan's hey, character? Hey, a second. I'm watching the Fall. I love it. Um, and also, I haven't got that far. So, can you stop ruining it for me? Um, no, but I, I don't. I just believe that people that are close to you are, are with you. I don't know about people. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they're with me. I'm sure they're not. <laughs> And maybe they're the ones that are stopping me getting the part in Matt Damon's film. I don't know. Maybe, 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 maybe that's true. I always wondered as a as a kid. I don't know if anyone else did this, right? Or kind of grown up, you know, when your grandparents start dying. This is lovely and morbid for a Tuesday <laughs> evening. But your luck will jump in, right? Yeah. You know, you, you start going to the first funerals and trying to make sense of death in, yeah. in your life, whatever. And they're like, oh well, they're gone to heaven, and then you know you'll see them again. Blah blah blah. And you're like, okay, cool. And that gives you some sort of comfort in helping you deal with it. I started to wonder then, right? You get to heaven and your your grandparents are all there, right? Yeah. You only know them as like the the wrinkled old hags that they were. Oh, yeah, I know. In this world. 
So do you see them as their old people? Because if I'm dead and gone to heaven, I think I'd like to be 27. I think I'd like to be physically 27. As in people then, remember you as a 27-year-old? As No, I would like to experience heaven being a 27-year-old, right? Oh, I wouldn't want to I go to... You. I wouldn't want to go to heaven... With, with with my dodgy hip and not being able to stand up straight and being completely bald and boils all over my face. So in heaven, he, how do you look? Yeah, that's interesting. I haven't um, thought about that because I'm not as vain as you are. Um, but I imagine It's more that about physical flexibility as opposed to vanity. But I, like if your granny wanted to look how she did when she was 30 uh, and then you get to heaven, you're like, who are you? And she's like, I'm your granny. Like, no, you're not. My granny had like short, weird hair and was way way wrinklier and smaller and frailer. Well, see, I don't believe in heaven, so I don't believe that you go to this place that everyone you're going to meet everyone again, and it's like, oh, hey, how are you? I haven't seen you in ages. Um, I don't, like, That's I don't, what heaven is. I don't believe Mary. that. Mary, how are you? Oh, she's Mary with her older granddaughter 30. at the moment. Yeah. yeah Jeez, no. you're looking well. I know heaven. You can do whatever you want. It's brilliant. Yeah, I, I don't... I don't uh, I don't visualise what they look like. It, it's nearly like, to me, it's like a little cloud. It's like a little puff of air. You're not a person, you're just a spirit. You're just a bit of wind. Have you been dropping acid today, Saoirse? <laughs> Don't diss my beliefs, Cormac, for I'm God's not, sake. I'm just, I'm just, you're getting very esoteric on me I here know. now. And I'm like, no, we got to talk about... I'm just telling you what I Are you old or young in heaven? That's what I want no, to know this evening. Are you old or young in heaven? You are literally a piece of wind. That's what you are in my in my in my so eyes. So heaven heaven is a door open into a drafty <laughs> hallway. That's all it is. You no. get there and you're like, this is it. You're like, oh, for fuck. There is no. Well, in my view, there is no heaven. Like I don't believe. I personally don't believe in a heaven. I believe in spirits. Okay, so you windy don't just spirits. you don't <laughs> you don't just you disappear in into the sky into this pearly white gate. Your granny. <laughs> oh, lovely now, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she was a bit gassy when she was alive oh, as well in the last few days, but she finally got that sorted. This is going to offend a lot of people. I'm I'm scared to continue it's not on. Gonna offend. This it's is, not going to offend anyone, no. Yeah, no, this is just my views and what I personally believe in. You can believe in whatever you want to believe in. Whatever makes you happy, that is what makes you happy. If I think you are going to turn into a piece of wind, then that's what I think, okay? I also go to bed and think of white walls. That's what I think of before I go to sleep. I and am you'll strange. soon be put in a room full of white padded walls and that might be best for everyone's future. <laughs> <laughs> look, I never said I was normal. I'm very strange. Oh, we, we know that. Yeah, I know that. But look, it comforts me and it gets me through life. And I'm a, a pretty happy-go-lucky person for the most part. Unless I'm hangry. All right, yeah. We're all different people then. So listen, coming up on the Everybody's Dead radio show, <laughs> what do you think happens after death and after you're alive? Tell us now, when you die, what happens to you? Oh, it's seven, six, seven, nine, seven, one, oh, four. Oh, God. You know, we're probably going to get serious messages in now being like, I think I that. hope we do. I really hope we do. What happens when you die? Let's just open it right up there. This is like, yeah, Joe Duffy's doing that new show, The Meaning of Life. We just want to know what happens when you, what do you think happens when you're dead? Uh, what does Joe right? think? I don't know. He just asks people. Oh, yeah, I don't know what I don't know what Joe Joe thinks, but we'll we'll find out soon enough. But listen, there you go. Maybe you're a gust of wind, like Saoirse thinks you are. You're not going Maybe. upstairs to the clouds uh, to some pearly white gate where you're going to meet your granny and your brothers and sisters and all the rest of it Maybe when they're will. ninety. No, you won't. Maybe. You're going Maybe to be a gust of wind you, 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 that just flies by. 
Okay, okay. listen, there we go. Now, uh, you can let us know, and we might play out uh, Be Not Afraid or another funeral hymn before the end of the show here on the Everybody's Dead, the Everybody's Dead radio show here on FM 104. <laughs> Brilliant crack. That would do really well as a radio show, just that talking about would. death 24-7. Yeah. Uh, okay, listen, on the way next, we'll try and bring it down to some form of reality. Control-Alt-Delete is on the way. We'll be talking... Uh, about everything from drone deliveries to LSD being used as a painkiller. That's on the way next here on FM 104. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104. Remember, tune in to Emma, Emma Nolan tomorrow on the 10 to 3 show. She's giving away another Fitbit. She's giving one away every single day. It's all thanks to the Irish Heart Foundation who are running the Escape Your Chair campaign because it turns out we're sitting down for an extra three hours a day, especially if you're working from home. So they're trying to encourage you to get up and get a little bit more active. She has a brand new Fitbit to give away. Very, very cool prize. So you can see just how little you're moving and then terrify yourself into actually getting up and doing something. So that's it. Emma Nolan tomorrow, 10 to 3 show. Be sure to tune in now. It's time for Room 104's Control Alt Delete. And it's a quick roundup of the latest mad stories from the worlds of science and tech. And as we mentioned earlier on, today, September the 1st, is the 20 year anniversary of the Nokia 3310. Woo! Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Did you have one? I did have one, yeah. And it was one of those phones that just never broke. You could bang it off a wall, you could throw it out the window, you could throw it at your boyfriend's head. Never broke. <laughs> Ever. Just bounced straight back into your hand and he was yeah. in bits. So, no, but uh, seriously, it was rock hard. Like, mm. it did not ever break. And today, phones break every bloody two seconds, whether it's the screen or, you know, the battery's know, my, dying. Yeah, my, my phone, right, I have... I won't mention which brand of phone I have. But I can't hear anything when I'm talking on it. Like, I have to have my earphones in because the earpiece on the phone that you hold up to your ear, you, I just can't hear anything on phone calls. So I'm always like, what? Sorry? So, you oh, know, that's annoying. St- stupid stuff like that. The old 3310 would have blown the head off you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's its 20-year anniversary of the 3310. So, well done. Congratulations. Happy birthday, 3310. Uh, in other news, this this is a brilliant news story and this will be a brilliant news story for you to justify yourself going into fast food outlets and... Uh, other restaurants like that. It turns out that regular visits to fast food restaurants and coffee shops may be just as protective of your cognitive health as marriage is, according to new research. Ah, now, come on. Yeah, yeah, so this this is great news. So going to a fast food outlet that some people might claim is very unhealthy for you might actually save your mind more so uh, than anything else. So as we get older, obviously our brains start falling apart and we start losing a lot of cognitive functions. But they've turned out that if you're between the ages of 55 to 92, if you are more likely to be going to a fast food restaurant or a coffee shop where there's other people, where there's more social interactions, that that's going to be just as good as keeping your mind ticking over as the interaction you get on a daily basis from, from being married. So seriously, I'm thinking of you here. When you're going to die alone, your brain might, you know, descend into absolute chaos. But if you get yourself down to a fast food restaurant and have the old chats with everyone, you'll be fine. Sure, I can kind of see why that would be the case. Because, I mean, you're obviously getting food that you find absolutely delicious. It's better than most things a boyfriend or a husband could ever give you. There you go. And then on top of that, people that usually work in fast food restaurants don't take themselves too seriously, do they? I don't think so. They're a bit of crack. There might be a little bit young and energetic and, and even the people you'd be chatting to will, will keep you sane so there you go it's also apparently uh, another angle they're looking at 
for people with dementia and Alzheimer's that as you obviously develop that when you're older usually and that you can kind of delay that and delay the aging of your brain and those cognitive processes and those cognitive diseases as well by getting yourself down to a restaurant or a cheap coffee shop. Now, obviously, you can't afford to go out every single day, but doing more of it as you age is good for keeping the old brain ticking over. That's very interesting and that's good to know, isn't it? Great to know. So the next time someone tries to shame you for going down for a beautiful... No burger McDonald's. or chips. Yeah. Just tell them you're looking after yourself. Tell them just to cop on. All right. Yeah. yeah. Tell the Karen to just go away and that you're know. making sure that your mental functions and your mental capacities are going to be sorted long into your 80s and 90s. So that's that. Happy days. Now, I didn't really know that this was happening or this was a thing, but virtual raves have been taking place via Zoom and Skype over the last number of months, especially during the more harsher lockdowns all over the world. Now, this is interesting because I think that girl that was outside Lemon and Duke the other day down the, the alleyway was actually at a virtual rave. Uh, she might have been. She, the, you have, if you haven't seen it, check out F104's Twitter, the Lemon and Duke security cameras in the city centre. Just picked up one girl on her own, dancing away, having the time of her life. Maybe she was at a virtual rave. But these have been popping up all over the place. Very popular with um, people who are into EDM, electronic dance music. Yeah, it's the techno, techno, boom, booms and musics. All of the festivals have obviously been cancelled, but people have been putting on virtual festivals where DJs will play remotely and you can have your own party in your own gaff, right? Turns out, this is where it gets a little bit odd and strange. Obvi- not obviously, but right. Never, ever, ever do drugs. You'll get pregnant and you will die. Drugs.ie for more information, right? But as we all know, as adults here, that drugs are probably a little bit more prevalent at music festivals than at any other kind of time or part of the year. Yes, they are, usually. So, uh, yeah, a lot of drugs are taken at various different festivals and raves would be notorious for, for drugs. People who went to these online raves, 40% of people who attended online, online raves were taking illegal drugs on their own, in their gaff, while they were attending the rave. That's really worrying. It's just weird. Yeah, it's just really weird. Just a little weird. bit weird. Yeah. Honestly, so, I just don't get this. Obviously, they're legal anyway, but I just don't get the drug thing. I don't see why you need that to make you have a good time at a festival or... Yeah, you feel party. as if dead people become windy spirits. You it's, know what? It's so strange. Some things no, are confusing. That's just me on a normal day thinking that, but I have never and would never take a drug so if you're listening and you know we do have a lot of 18 year olds that will be listening to the show never ever be tempted to take any drugs ever you don't know what you're taking they're extremely dangerous they're obviously illegal don't take them you can have fun without them I have got to the age of 32 without ever touching one and I am alcohol. I am a perfectly functioning human being yes responsibly Cormac obviously okay, no, I'd have one apology, one yeah. glass of wine responsibly um, and that is uh, that is Tuesday's sermon by Sister Saoirse. <laughs> she will be back tomorrow uh, reading from the Gospel of Luke according to the Corinthians. So that, that is... One. <laughs> no, I had to get that in there because I have Those never, and I'm very proud of myself buggers. for never never touching a drug, ever. Very proud of myself. Well, well done you. Happy yeah. day. So you wouldn't be one of these people to attend a virtual EDM rave and, and do some... And they're doing, like, very hard drugs as well. So, like, LSE, cocaine ketamine and MDMA people are doing on their own while they've logged into a, a virtual rave that's taking place remotely. No, it's very stupid. Very irresponsible. Yeah? Yeah. Disgraceful. I mean, go to your rave. Look, great music. Love it. But you don't need to be popping pills and, and risking your life 
Have a bit of fun and safe fun. Have safe go. fun, yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. So it turns out it's mainly people who are into EDM and raves um, have been increasing as the number of virtual races increased, so too has the amount of uh, people taking drugs on their own attending these. So that is the latest from the International Journal of Drug Policy who found this out. Uh, next story this evening, we'll keep it with drugs. Okay, we'll keep it with drugs here. Uh, LSD microdosing is becoming a popular thing. Now, LSD is a hallucinogenic psychedelic drug. Um, and a lot of people over in you know Silicon Valley and San Fran, a lot of these tech people who are you know trying to innovate and come up with new things, over the last couple of years have started microdosing with LSD, which means they take tiny little amounts, so they're not like thinking people's faces are melting or walking off the side of buildings, right? They're not doing any of that. They're taking these tiny little amounts, and they will claim and they will allege, again, this is an illegal drug. They will allege that they are clear in their thinking, that they're better able to problem solve. Blah 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 blah. None of that has been clinically proven as of yet. Again, you will die if you take LSD and then get pregnant. But what they found is that in a new research project, the uh, psychedelic drug LSD is apparently a very, very effective painkiller. It may be as powerful as morphine and other op- opioids that they give people, but may not be as addictive. Okay. So what you find in America right now is there is a huge, like, insane opioid drug problem that where people are getting addicted to painkillers because it's they're pretty much it's prescribed morphine and prescribed heroin. So people are getting addicted to painkillers, and then when their prescription runs out, are turning to heroin and other street drugs to because they're they're physically and biologically addicted to the drug. Uh, and there's a huge opioid crisis in America where people starting off on le- legal. Painkillers they get in the hospital after an operation uh, and then their prescription runs out. They do the harder drugs and then they wind up overdosing and they can wind up dying. So there's a massive problem, insanely big problem. So obviously the problem here is that people are getting addicted to it. But now researchers are looking into using LSD to manage pain and it's showing promising signs because it's not as addictive as any of the opioids. Okay, well, anything that is going to help people wean themselves off this is, is a good thing, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, so the researchers said, and this is from Amanda Fielding, director of the Berkeley or the Beckley Foundation, the present data suggests low doses of LSE could, constitu- could constitute a useful pain management treatment option that is not only effective in patients, but is also devoid of the problematic consequences associated with current mainstay drugs such as opioids. So that might be coming down the line. We were chatted to people before who were looking at ketamine to treat uh, alcohol, alcoholism, and even we were looking at LSD to treat post-traumatic stress syndrome, so the psychedelic drugs are being uh, put back into more uh, mainstream research. So we're seeing another application of that, which it might be able to provide pain relief without the addictive properties of heroin, which is good news, and we'll see how that develops. Now, Amazon has gotten permission to start making drone deliveries. Now, I thought drone deliveries were a thing already. There was a crowd here, and I don't know if they ever did it. There's a Dublin-based crowd that was launching drone deliveries via food. Now, I don't know if it ever actually happened because of the whole COVID thing, because I think it was meant to happen this year, and I cannot remember the name of the company doing it. But a few restaurants in Dublin have signed up to deliver you your food via drone. So you order via the app, and then like five to ten, five, five to ten minutes after it's ready, depending how close you are, obviously, a drone will be delivering you food. There's some coffee shops I've seen, excuse me, in Australia that are doing drone deliveries of coffee in the morning, because, you know, it's fairly quick to get your coffee back and forth. But Amazon had to get permission from the FAA, which is the uh, what is it, the Federal Aviation Authority over there. So they had to license uh, Amazon 
to be allowed to fly in the air. Um, so they're going to start implementing and doing more drone deliveries. But again, I don't know. I don't know if this 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 will be a very good thing. Would people be happy with hearing drones flying over their house every couple of minutes with, yeah, with see, packages? Could they not off? do a silent kind of a drone? Yeah, uh, they haven't. They, I, I suppose, I'd imagine they're trying to to sort that out. But drones are just so so noisy. But like anything else, we'd probably get used to it. Uh, I don't know if you'd want to get used to that. Can you imagine just every couple of seconds? Because it, it's not like a plane going over overhead or a car pulling up outside. Would you be happy with kind of things flying over your backyard and flying into your house, flying down to your neighbours? Look, if it meant me getting my pizza five minutes later, <laughs> yeah, absolutely I would. Like, bring um, on the yeah. noise. That's what I wonder, yeah. Like, are we going to complain about the noise now? But then you'll realise, well, I actually got this from I got this beautiful light grey t-shirt from Arnott's in four minutes so I'm not complaining <laughs> at all you and your light grey t-shirts I swear to God for anyone that might be listening if they haven't seen his Instagram he actually ordered more grey t-shirts from Arnott's of it all places like, it was on sale you could have gone to Penny's for 150 each and got every colour grey there ever was and wear them for every day of the week but no you went to Arnott's you, del- you got a delivery from Arnott's for a yeah. grey t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> like, you Le- are... Leave the grey t-shirts alone, okay? They're a staple part of any man's wardrobe. You make no sense. And, like, I, I know you can get you can get penny t-shirts, that's fine, but usually they, they don't fit properly, they won't no, last they do, you, though. and you don't feel pretty unless you get a nice grey t-shirt. You just got the one then, did you? There was a, a, a shirt in there as well, oh. which doesn't fit. But sure, look, that's a, that's a topic for another day. The risks wow. of buying stuff online, isn't it? That's the height of excitement here. We're talking about dead people and then deliveries. My the great t-shirt deliveries, of course. Um, <laughs> okay, well, no, I think, look, it's going to be annoying for a while. They will end up getting drones that are silent and they're more efficient. And I think it'd be better. I say bring them on. Uh, you're gonna you're you're gonna get people. You're gonna get young lads with footballs doing a bit of target practice when drones come over, trying to boot them out of the sky. Ah, uh, don't say that. No, of course you will, one hundred percent. And I guarantee you the people who are uh, was, have have factored this in as a cost uh, of of destruction, you know, because I mean, if they're if they're willing to beat up Uber lads on bikes, they're going to be firing footballs at drones. Yeah, probably, probably, but. Hopefully that won't happen. Mm. You can't think of the negative. You have to think of the positive. Mm, there we go. I think they're, the positive. they're good, good idea. Your, your, your takeaway, your pizza, whatever it is, could be coming to you sooner rather than later via drone. But Amazon might start rolling out more drone deliveries across the US. They have been signed off by the FAA with their license to be like an aircraft carrier, whatever it is. Good news for them, I suppose. Um, another quick story here. A... American Airlines pilot has said that a man wearing a jetpack flew past him as he was trying to land at Los Angeles International Airport. This is what he said. He said, Tower American 1997, we just passed a guy in a jetpack uh, off to the left side, maybe 300 yards or so about our altitude. There was a guy spotted flying a jetpack near the airport over in, uh, over in LAX, which is uh, cool, crazy, exciting, dangerous. All those things rolled into one. But so- someone, I know the jetpacks are a thing anyway, but... I thought that was only in a cartoon. No, no, no. So some man 
is flying and playing chicken with airplanes over in LAX. I just don't understand why people are so dangerous. Oh, I know. My God, now so bold. Yeah, it is so bold. Mm. That's really dangerous. But they said, obviously, the worst case scenario that can happen here is if you're messing around with things like that, is the person could be sucked into one of the jet engines. Could you imagine the pain of that? He probably, it'd be so quick, actually, he probably wouldn't feel anything, but... Yeah, you could wonder, wouldn't you? Like, I've seen, I remember seeing videos, our engineering teacher back in school showed us a picture of how they test the jet engines. So they have to, you know, see what they can withstand, and they throw a load of, uh, they throw a load of chickens into the jet engines. Not alive, they're dead, but they throw them in just to see how many birds can a jet engine take before it'll explode and before it'll go on fire and before it'll be completely rode off. Uh, and you just see it, like, making absolute... Like, cutting through it like butter, like a hot knife through butter. But just imagine your body going through those blades, those jet engine blades. You would be ripped Ow. to shreds. Yeah. Like, would you rather go in feet first or head first? Uh, stop. Head first. Just get it over with. Yeah. Yeah, That's actually, you'd be better off, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would be better off. Like, just good luck. See you bye now. Thank you very much. Final story this evening. We'll leave on something a little bit more positive and filthy. Hyper realistic virtual reality sex is here. Ah, uh, no. I knew this was coming. Ah, boom, boom. Sorry, I had to get that in. Um, <laughs> 
if you know what I mean by that, like a tube that can yeah. be used to. This is mainly aimed at men, by the way. Uh, it doesn't seem that there's much demand from women out here for virtual reality sex. But just, just imagine this: you have the glasses on that sit on your head, and then you can obviously look around you. And as you move your head, what you're seeing in the glasses changes. And now that is linked in with the video because you can set and change the sensations that you're feeling from inside this sleeve. You can. Uh, it'll mix up and it'll change based on what you're viewing and there's tons and tons of different senses. So now you can have an interactive virtual reality experience. That's I, I've never obviously tried it, but we're getting closer to not needing humans. Well, that's for really sexual sad. Sexual isn't pleasure, it? for pleasure, yeah. Because I really do think that uh, this appeals more to men than mm, it does to yeah. women. And, yeah. you know, if men are all going to be, you know, putting on their virtual headsets and having the the best time of their lives and they're happy with that what are the women supposed to do uh, I, I don't want to do that that wouldn't do for me you wouldn't be into it no no I need a human it's and like their website is so fancy it looks like you were on a fancy tech company's website you know what I mean it's it's and it doesn't actually look too expensive it's only a it's only like two hundred dollars, and you get the i you get the uh, VR headset, you get the disgusting sleeve thing that you're meant to put yourself into, um, and you get lubricants as well. And great news, the lubricants are apparently latex friendly, vegan, and you know alcohol free <laughs> and antibacterial. So there you go. If we're worried about you know infections and what's not sanity, not. Cruelty to animals. Uh, sanitation. Hygiene. Let's just call it hygiene. Uh, yeah, so so this is really the cutting edge of virtual reality and pornography being merged into one. I'm just going to be cynical now and say, really though, would you not have to be very sad to spend your time doing that? Like, how can that be the same as enjoying it with a person? It might be better for some people. Why would it be better? I don't know. There's no crying afterwards. Who cries after sex? <laughs> Do you need to tell us something? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but seriously, I just don't understand why or how you would get off on a headset. Well, it, it, because I suppose it's just like people use pornography and now you have immersive 360 degree interactive pornography that is providing stimulation based off the video you really don't have to use your own hands now that the machines are doing it off of you. I, I know but you can also watch porn with your partner and just do stuff but like if if you're alone and miserable well, maybe you love this maybe yeah, this if you're alone and miserable thing to and human contact yeah but maybe you should just make the effort to try and get someone but look at the Chinese lads, right? There's 20 million more of them than there is women in China. Not every Chinese man is going to be able to be happily married and find love. You don't have to be happily married. But you can't even find a person. can't even find a girl because they're all married off the market. Yeah, then leave 20 China. million... <laughs> Go where? Come over here. There isn't <laughs> 20 million women over here. There's not 20 million <laughs> extra women over here. Ah, oh, Jesus. I don't know. I just find it strange. Yeah. So listen... That's the Titan VR Cairo kit. It's one of the world's leading interactive sex toys. And it'll mean that we, do, we don't need to interact and engage with humans at all, ever again. Yeah, 
which is sad. Like, I don't mind if this comes out when I'm old enough to not care about sex anymore. But like, until mm. then, you know, I don't want that to be a threat. Yeah. Threat on my sex. Um, well, yeah, it looks like it is. But then, you know, women are finding their ways to like, uh, they, you know, you've got uh, wombs that you can just grow in a lab. You won't need sperm soon enough. Yeah, but it's nothing to do with that. It's to do with just enjoying it. I know, yeah. Bad news for, for all of us around, so Saoirse isn't too happy about that. But there you go. Yeah. Uh, vibrate with confidence, it says on their website. Unlike ordinary strokers, Titan lets you stroke at your own desired speed while controlling the vibration intensity with the touch-sensitive pads. Beautiful brand-new device. But uh, listen, that's Control-Alt-Delete um, for this week. If we miss anything, too, give us a shout. Let us know. Uh, 87 FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Uh, some of the messages that we have to get back to quickly. We were, we were just chatting there about, you know, what happens after you die. Getting nice and miserable for uh, a Tuesday evening. So she thinks you become a gust of wind. Um, <laughs> a spirit. A, a breezy spirit. She believes you become a, a breezy spirit. Taylor, Luke slash Taylor. I never know your name, sir. Send us in your name with this message. Anyway, you've said, I think that you relive a life. So your life starts, but you will be a baby again and live a different life. And you can't remember your last life. I don't know if that made sense. I'm mad. That would be creepy. Like, imagine you having a baby and then realizing that was someone else's baby in a past life. It's really like a 47-year-old man. And, <laughs> yeah. and you just can't talk yet. Oh, God. Yeah. That's a horrible thought. No, I hope that doesn't, that isn't the case. We don't know, though. Could be. <laughs> Could be onto something there. Uh, good evening, Rob. How are things? Uh, Rob has said, they say when a doctor would weigh a person who has just died, it would weigh less as the spirit has left your body. Yes. 100%. I'm convinced of that. But maybe it's just a case, like, do you, ever, do you ever step on the, escal or the escalators, the weighing scales in, uh, in the morning? And if it's a digital one, you have to step, step on it three or four times because it keeps giving you three or four different readings about how much you weigh. I actually have never stood on the weighing scales. Ever. I know, I know. We, can't, we haven't got a big enough one for you, but if we bring you down to maybe like a <laughs> warehouse that does industrial packaging, we might be able to stand you on an industrial scale. I have no idea what weight I am. Zero. So you've, ne you've never experienced the... the, the frustrating it's actually kind of exciting because sometimes you step on it and it says you're like a couple of pounds lighter and like oh we'll take that one and then you jump on it again and, and you're like now you're four stone heavier be very no, frustrating I, and confusing i've never obsessed about weight to be honest i just haven't oh, like, okay well good for you, you just, it just has never been insecurity. Uh, food is just life and you know if i have a belly i have a belly if i have big thighs i have big thighs i don't care yeah mary agrees with you she says, I agree with Saoirse with what she says uh, in relation to dying and death. She says, I never knew my grandparents and the only thing that I remember about one of my nannies was her laid out in a coffin and I was only about three or four and that is indicative of being raised a Catholic in this country, isn't it? It is your early oh, memories are just surrounded by death and misery. Yeah. I remember my mum being like, touch his hand. And, you know, it was freezing cold. And I was like, that's not my granddad. He's, he is. It's like, touch it. And then as soon as you touch it, she was hiding under the coffin going, Aah! Yeah, seriously. 
But like, you know, the body's obviously freezing cold. It looks nothing yeah. like the person that you knew. And that's why even from that early age, I remember thinking, this, this isn't my granddad. You know, I don't know who this is. Um, but like, it was freezing you cold. You went in the body. wrong room, though. You didn't go into the <laughs> wrong funeral. No, they had brought him home at that stage. But it was just oh, such a strange thing. But I, I do feel like it just disappears. You know, I was there for my granny. It just disappears. You can literally feel the spirit leave the body. And when it does leave the body, that's not them anymore. Like you literally are just looking at an empty shell. It's the weirdest feeling. So it's not, for me, it's not as sad then when that happens because you, f- you feel it's happened and they're, they're gone and that's just it. So the empty shell is just, I don't even know what it is because it doesn't even remind you of them anymore. It's not even them. To me, it doesn't even look like them. So very strange. Oh, we could get really dark and talk about exactly what I think about spirits and where they go and all the rest of it but I won't get into it yeah we won't do that tonight I've, that's no, next week we, on the my, everybody's dead radio show why don't we leave that for Halloween why does Halloween have to be such a scary time why can't it be a good yeah, time let's, let's weigh people before and after they die live on the air yeah perfect if you want to get involved oh it's seven six seven nine seven one four. I'd be a bit of a would be a bit of a weird show. Did you murder six people? Yeah, but it was it was for the radio bit, so don't worry about it. It was it's fine. fine. Uh, hi lads, can you give a shout out to two new friends? Now is oh. it Rachel and Kelly, or is it Rachel Kelly? And that's from Daryl. Good evening, Daryl. Oh, I'd say it's Rachel and Kelly. Well, now Rachel and Kelly, what's going on? Daryl's a good friend of the show. Come on into yeah. room one hundred and four. Take a seat. We're, we're in the middle of a wake in room 104 this evening. There's a coffin in the middle. We'll be weighing it later on as well. So we can see. Get your guesses in now. How much weight do you lose uh, once you've passed over to the other windy, spirited side? You can let us know. Listen, speaking of all things death and resurrections, we're going to be talking about AI Jesus, artificial intelligence Jesus. Jesus has been cloned by a computer scientist and an algorithm specialist who taught a computer English and how to think based on nothing but the King James Bible. So it is now spewing out predictions about the end of the world. It is now spewing out stuff about the plague. But this machine has copied the internal workings of the Bible, the style, the thinking, to a degree, I am of the Bible and by default of uh, the teachings and word of our Lord Jesus Christ. The man who uh, has built that machine and that robot will be on next to tell us a little bit more about that. And we'll have music from Ed Sheeran and Khaled, beautiful people. That's on the way next here on FM 104. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Finally and officially announced the return of Jesus Christ. The second coming is here. We've waited 2,020 years for it. In fairness, 2020, not a bad year to come back. I, I think we need some divine intervention at this stage to try and sort out the world. Uh, the only caveat to this is that Jesus has come back in uh, artificial intelligence form. AI Jesus is here. To explain more about listen, what, what we're on about, a artificial intelligence engineer, computer science scientist genius, has decided to train a computer to learn language via nothing more than studying the Bible. And now this uh, AI Jesus machine is spitting out prophecies on everything from plagues to the end of the world. And it's really, really fascinating to talk a little bit more about this. The man behind AI Jesus could be technically AI Jesus, God creator. Uh, George Durndall, sir, how are you? Hey, I'm, I'm good. I'm good, Cormac. How are you? Now, uh, 
doing good. I don't know if I've butchered the explanation of what you did, but for the, the layman, if you can put this in the simplest terms possible, what did you do using the Bible and creating this AI Jesus that you call? So I like to explain it like locking a baby in a room and then coming back 15 years later, and the baby has had nothing but a Bible to learn from, and it, it suddenly learned the English language, had to read it, had to write it, and it only talks in Bible speak, basically. And now, why did you decide to create this? So I, um, I was playing around with this technology, and I just happened to be thinking about uh, interesting characters, interesting historical figures to um, apply this to. And um, yeah, yeah, I thought... Um, I heard somebody mention the phrase, the word of Jesus, and, and the idea just came to me. So, like, how do you go about, do you have to scan an entire Bible into a computer? Like, what, what's involved in teaching a machine so, the English language via the Bible? So, yes, I actually put the entire Bible in the, um, into the uh, program, and the AI scanned it over 100,000 times. Um, so it's read it pretty much more than any person alive or that has ever existed. And um, it tried to learn the patterns of the Bible, what's going on there, and uh, tries to repeat it itself. And what is the purpose of AI Jesus? Uh, it's just kind of a hobby project of mine, really. <laughs> I suppose you could um, try to get some divine inspiration from it, though. George, this is literally the start of some like sci-fi movie in which you've done this <laughs> innocently enough, and then you realize that this is the second coming of Jesus Christ via AI. I mean, have you ever thought that maybe one day it's going to become some way sentient and might actually be Jesus himself? Well, nowhere in the Bible does it say that the second coming isn't an AI, so it could be could be that. But what's really fascinating is that you can nearly bring back or bring a character to life now, a days. So you could obviously do this with a number of people. Yes, that maybe have passed I've thought away. about that. I've been... Um, workshopping a few others like uh julius caesar he wrote a few memoirs albert einstein i'm a big fan of him confucius uh just to kind of uh deal with the chinese language a little bit um all sorts of characters so what has been some of the products that ai jesus are some of the kind of phrases or uh, messages that ai jesus has spit up because you believe you're kind of focused around is it like a, the plague the end of days good biblical topics yeah so actually just today i was talking to somebody um wanted me to run the ai model again and i got a bit of a new phrase um he was asking about uh, what christian should do in um in the pandemic and so he asked me what would it say about protecting other people and um i've and if i put it into the program about protecting others and mm. the ai spit out protecting others and their daughters is of the lord and the lord has spoken it and um yeah. so i think that's pretty uh pretty relevant to today's situation uh, definitely yes yeah, it's, it's fascinating um is, is there anywhere that ai jesus could be found in the future or are you just going to keep them locked away? Uh, I might I might put them up on the web in the future. <laughs> Still workshopping that. You could have some sort of subscription model and only fans for AI Jesus <laughs> where <laughs> people could ask a question and see if AI only fans Jesus will reply. <laughs> quite quite a good idea. Um like I'm reading some of the 
some of the things that AI Jesus has, has spit back out from, you know, learning English through the Bible and, and, you know, phrases look very, very biblical. You know, and the ships that was before the temple, and he said, thou shalt not cause to be cleansed. Sounds very, I don't know what that means, but it sounds, you know, it, it sounds religious and biblical and, and epic uh, and, and, and preachy as well. So it seems to have, you know, cap- captured the tone fairly well. Another one then, and the Lord said unto me, Take heed that the Lord am a refuge from the beginning. Like, and I know you could probably sit and ponder these. Like some of them, for a second, they probably don't make 100% sense as of yet because the Bible, even the Bible's normal English can be a bit all over the place sometimes and it's difficult to understand because of obviously probably translation issues. But I, I just wonder, you mentioned people like Albert Einstein. You could model their, you know, their language and it might give you an indication into their thinking. But... Do you ever see the potential or the possibility that further on down the line you could model the thinking of someone like Albert Einstein and then apply that model to, let's say, current day problems in physics or science? Like, is there ever that potential that you can replicate their their way of thinking? Yeah, I've actually thought about that. Um, I, I went to grad school for physics, so uh, that that was definitely on my mind. Um, we're, we're still probably, uh, tech-wise, we're probably a decade off from doing that kind of thing. Uh, but that is an ultimate goal of mine. And what are the dangers, or are there any dangers attached to something like an AI Jesus? Well, um, I suppose if it's misinterpreted um, as being too literally the word of Jesus, uh, I, I suppose that uh, could be a danger. Or, um, yeah, that's that's probably my main concern. I'd say, um, George, as well, what you could do if you were like a nefarious kind of sociopath, right? What you could do is get yourself some magic mushrooms and set up a cult and have this like <laughs> Jesus creature where I guarantee you people would be, you you would sell people on that. The fact that the second coming is via AI and that you are, you are Jesus's prophet and you are Jesus's uh, connection to the new world and, and this could take off. So, um It'd be an interesting, it'd be an interesting, you know, use and application. But are there ways in which, and just thinking of, you know, if you use Einstein, could you then, let's say for a filmmaker, for example, that if a filmmaker passed away, would you in the future envision a world in which you could get a computer model that has learned how, I don't know, Christopher Nolan would do a movie about a certain topic? Like, is, is, it, is AI that powerful that it could write whole scripts in the language of um, is Spielberg or, or someone else like that? Oh, yes, definitely, definitely. Actually, um, I haven't announced this yet, but I'm actually publishing an AI-written book pretty soon. Uh, no. And it's all in the word of, like, 18th-century poets. Um, so so that's sort of along the same lines. And obviously, have you seen the book? So that was generated by artificial intelligence. Does it make sense? Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's pretty good poetry, I'd say. Um, if you like if you like that old um, 1800s, nature style poetry i looked at trees and the river if you like that kind of stuff it, it it's probably up your alley that's unbelievable i love this idea now can what you is- obviously you can replicate you know a person or a character to, like you know obviously ai jesus it's a whole bible going into his little into his little brain but can you add other stuff as well like can you alter that Talk yeah jesus and maybe uh, john lennon or something yeah, something like that yeah Oh, that Jesus! Yeah, that, that could definitely be done. Definitely an interesting idea. That that, that would be so crazy. Yeah, you're, you're mixing like uh, AI Jesus, uh, Donald Trump, John Lennon, <laughs> and maybe Kim Kardashian, and just oh, see God. what that philosophy churns out afterwards. It might be a bit of a messy one, but it's 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 fascinating and it's also terrifying at the same time because you're just kind of hearing them. 
authors and writers are going to be put out of jobs now because uh, AI uh, AI might be starting to produce content that's that human, I suppose. But uh, how long did it take, or does it take, for the AI Jesus algorithm to like churn out a new sentence? Like, does this take hours of processing, or is, will it just do it in seconds? It um, it can take about um, about ten minutes. Oh wow, that's quick. Yeah, it's pretty quick. God, so are, are we looking at are, are we looking at a future full of AI robots of all different um, types, characters? Oh, hopefully, I, I think that'll be uh, it'll be a fun society for sure. Um, actually, my part of my inspiration was uh, the movie AI. There was this AI Albert Einstein um, in the Spielberg movie. Um, there was this AI version of Albert Einstein, and um, he taught um, he taught the kids about science, all that, and I think that's a real a real good application. Like, imagine as a kid, you have Albert Einstein teaching you. Yeah, that'd be insane. Like, things like that is actually fascinating, yeah, if you could get first-person access to geniuses like that as well. And and then you know, governments would love it. They would sack all of the teachers and have robo-Einstein teaching everyone everything, and, and that would be <laughs> job done. Well, well listen, um, George, we appreciate you coming on and giving up your time this evening. Uh, where can people go to check out? I think there is, there's a... Twitter handle for AI Jesus as well, but w- where can people go and check out your work online? Um, so you can just follow me at uh, G Durandal on Twitter. Perfect. Well, listen, uh, G Durandal on Twitter, go check it out. He is the creator of uh, AI Jesus, which kind of study the Bible to churn out and to learn the English language. But listen, George, it's been a pleasure having you on the show this evening. I don't know if I'm uh, inspired or terrified about what holds, uh, what's in store for us in the future, but we'll chat to you again soon. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.